We should have shotguns with this kind of deal. How many up there? Three or four. That's the count I got? Not you. So that means it could be up to five guys up there? It's possible. We should have fucking shotguns. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy, coming at you live from Kenosha, Wisconsin. This is week 15. It's your fantasy football playoffs, your semifinal matchups, maybe your first round of the playoffs if you're stupid enough to go through week 17. Uh, we have some DFS that we need to be talking about here. So we're going to get going here. By the way, if you have any questions or comments, please contact me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y. D-A-W-G underscore one three. Better week uh, for plays than last week as far as, you know, for me being able to research and actually look at the schedule, the matchups and all that. There's It's a little bit more confined than, say, last week where it was kind of all over the board. And like I said, I was trying to pick a path in cash. The guys that play cash, they all got it. We all got it. I got it too. We all got our we all got our lines. We were all up, you know, our FanDuel ones were all up in the one forties, which is great. Um the article as a whole was you know, still kinda maybe a little bit too all over the place. Maybe just not maybe it was just the paths that I chose weren't nearly as good uh, for our GPPs and whatnot. But it's a new week, so um, as I'm recording this, I have about mm, half an hour before i got to go and pick up my daughter. So if I get it done within a half an hour, great. If not, you may hear a small pause. I'm going to try and cover that up. So it sounds like I was here the whole fucking time. But uh, if I do have to say one thing for seasonal, and I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, if you had Lamar Jackson, stay on, stay on your toes. All right. Um, just because you've got that, you know, 40, 50 points, depending upon your scoring system, doesn't mean that the guy can't come, that the person can't come back and get you. And if you're facing Lamar Jackson, remember, there's always an opportunity to beat that person. You're not dead in the water. It just means that you're going to have to find some higher upside guys. Hopefully, even within this podcast, I'm going to be able to show you where those players are. So let's get going here. We're going to start out with the boring game, New England at Cincinnati. Uh, New England favored by 10, 41.5 over under. Both of those numbers have gone up. This is truly a Sony Michelle James White game. Here's the problem. <laughs> I don't know if we can even fucking go here. 
because uh, every time we seem to go and travel into New England, uh, we get fucked, you know, one way or another. Now they are coming off this whole, you know, another mini mini spygate. Uh, not that big of a deal. If you really needed to spy on the Cincinnati Bengals, then uh, you have more problems than what you're being led on to. So, uh, from the New England side, I I put Tom Brady, I put the two running backs in there. The one guy that I would probably um, actually really take a good hard look at is going to be Julian Edelman in this game. Uh, he's pretty fairly priced across the board. $7,700, $7,113,400. That is good for 9 8 8 and 8 across the board. Uh, it's a pretty good price for him in a matchup that he should be able to uh, run amok. I have heard <clears throat> a little bit of talk on Joe Mixon. I don't hate Joe Mixon. I just don't know if I'm going to go ahead and go with that play uh, from the Bengals' side. I would probably much rather go with the defense of the New England Patriots in this matchup, uh, especially over on DK and Fantasy Draft where you are getting a little bit of a reprieve. Um, you know, they're not the top defense over on those sites. They are the second ones. Um, great. Now i got to take a look at a player because... Oh, that's right. I just didn't take care of that. How did I not take care of this? Um, this is going to be Alex Erickson. Uh, I forgot to take Auden Tate out of my right uh, or my spreadsheet, so I need to correct that here real quick. And we got Damian Willis back, which isn't that big of a deal do, 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 do. but I gotta keep this thing honest do 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 bear with me lesbian seagull if you wanted to get some value you could always take Alex Erickson against Stephen Gilmore I mean I mean that works right that's an obvious play yeah, we're not doing too much with that game. Uh, next game we got is Tampa Bay at Detroit. Tampa Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, with uh, 46 over-under. That over-under has dropped by about half a point. Um, even with the thumb, I think we do have to still take a look at Jameis Winston. He is kind of priced up, which is a little freaky, but that might mean that his ownership kind of uh, takes a dive even with the bad thumb um, between Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. This is kind of the thing. This is kind of why I'm probably just going to pull off of Sony Michelle and James White is because these crowded backfields, you know, where anything can happen. Uh, Jones and Barber are both in a good spot, but you do have Daria Gunbowale who will be um, involved here. So, I'm just going to kind of pass. I'm going to go look at the passing game. Uh, the obvious uh, wide receiver play is going to be Chris Godwin with no Mike Evans. And I know they've listed Mike Evans as doubtful. And, um, you know, there's going to be some people that are going to take a look at that and be like, well, he could still play next week if I make it. No, if you need the fucking guys now to get in there and do this, um, especially if you're going to Lamar Jackson, you need the upside. You need you need to just go ahead and fucking drop Mike Day, uh, Mike Evans um, if you don't have an IR spot because he is not coming back. They would be stupid if they fucking brought him back. But uh, I do like Chris Godwin uh, going up against Justin Coleman. Uh, now, you, there is some love, and I do have some love for Brashard Perryman. Uh, as a high upside play, but I also do like a little bit of Justin Watson. I want to take a look here um, as far as the two and just kind of take a look at the matchups themselves. 
because right now they have Darius Slay as covering Justin Watson, but that doesn't make sense. They would move him inside to cover Chris Godwin, which would put should put Coleman on the outside, but I'm not 100% on whether or not that's going to actually happen or not. So uh, I'm going to take a look at it, get it figured out for tomorrow's pod. Uh, tight end, I think you could consider both O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray, to be completely honest. Um, Detroit is bad against the tight end, 26 in DVOA, 17th in DVP. Uh, they are definitely going to be in play. Now, the reason why I kind of like either tight end here is because Winston's probably going to have a little bit more trust. That's why he's going to have a little bit more trust in his tight ends. I think Cameron Brayton is actually probably the better play everybody's sleeping on. On the Detroit side, am I going to take a look at David Blau? Yep, just did. Let's move on. Uh, The Detroit Lions did pull up yesterday. They pulled up Travis Fulgham. Uh, from the practice squad. Uh, So now the Detroit Lions actually have four wide receivers here. Uh, Top option being Kenny Galladay, who I do like, and uh, David, uh, I was going to say David Galladay, David Blau uh, really has an affiliation for him. So I think we can go ahead and just go with Kenny Galladay in this spot. Uh, Logan Thomas is looking to be the main pass catcher from the tight end position, not Jesse James. Um, Logan Thomas is a bag of shit, just along with as as well as Jesse James. So let's just go ahead and just uh, pass on that, okay? Yeah, yeah, you like that? Okay, let's do that. Next game, Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay favored by four and a half. It's a forty and a half over under. Not a lot of love for a lot of guys here. Um, in this matchup. Now, I do like David Montgomery. Now that the Bears have actually shown that they're willing to use him. The only question is whether or not they're going to try and get sneaky with this. And, you know, because Matt Nagy is such a fucking idiot um, that, you know, he could just try and go, well, they think we're going to run, so let's just fucking pass. No, you're going to use a guy like uh, 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 Allen Robinson. Uh, matchup is right down the middle. 15 uh, from DVOA against the wide receiver one. Uh, Packers are 11 in DVP rank. Uh, points allowed to the wide receiver position. I'm not high on anybody else outside of Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson can beat this defense whether or not. Now, Kevin King is questionable, so they don't have him lining up on him. They have Jair Alexander lined up. Alexander can get beat, so I would expect at least a touchdown out of Allen Robinson in this matchup. Tight end, I'm not not getting into this J.P. Holtz, Jesper Holstead, uh, Bradley Sowell, Eric Solbert, okay? It's just, no, we're not fucking around with this. Uh, am I looking at the defense for the Chicago Bears? No, because um, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to go to more of a ball control, uh, which will put Aaron Jones in play. I think he will be very underowned, um, even though he he looked good last week. Um, I think a lot of people are going to falter. Now you can attack the Bears through the running game. Uh both on the ground and through the air. Um, it, they've kind of they, they've been beatable at that spot. Now, i got to take a look, too, because apparently Akeem Hicks is coming back this week, so that's somewhere where we need to take a look. Um, wide receiver-wise, yeah, you could say maybe Devontae Adams going against Kevin Tolliver. I don't hate it. Now, they have Kevin Tolliver listed there because Prince of Mukamara is out or, uh, or is questionable. So I'm going to actually include Devontae Adams. Burned us last week. Um, guys that burned us last week, I kind of like to take a look again uh, the following week because maybe we're just a week ahead of time. Um, Alan Lazard actually has a really good matchup against Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's been kind of a bag of dicks. Oh, man. Hmm. 
I'm going to double check this because uh, Lazard's in a good spot. I don't know if I could trust the tight end position at all. We saw Robert Tanya got the touchdown. That was a touchdown that I was looking for for Jimmy Graham last week. Um, man, this Packers offense has really not been playing well at all. Um, I'm actually kind of I'm really surprised that they're at the record that they're at. Um, as much as anybody can just will make fun of the defense whatsoever. Um, the defense has really been keeping them in these games, so I'm okay with it. Uh, we do have Jimmy Graham questionable. Um, I'm going to take a look. No, you know what? I'm not going to touch the tight end because you got Jimmy Graham, you got Robert Tanya, and you got Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis more of a blocking tight end, but he will go off for pass routes, so I'm just going to kind of skip it. Now the Green Bay defense I'm kind of interested in. Kind of interested in because the defensive DVP is showing that it's a good matchup against the Bears' offense. So, um, and you're probably getting a hell, heck of a discount. Yeah, they're about mid range. It's about a mid range defense. You got the sack uh, potentials in there. So, bad offensive line is definitely in play. So, I'm going to take a look at it. Next game, we got Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee favored by three. It's a 50-and-a-half over-under that has gone up, I believe, from a 49-and-a-half. So it went up a full point. Uh, all, the, all the big bangers are in play in this one. I mean, you got you have Watson. If we start at the Houston side, we have Deshaun Watson definitely in play. Deshaun Watson, probably one of the only guys um, – Outside of, well, you know what? I, I do hold him a little bit higher than Ryan Tannehill. Even though Ryan Tannehill has shown the rushing ability. Um, Deshaun Watson is about the only guy that's comparable to or has an opportunity to uh, match up with Lamar Jackson this week in that, in that point output. Just because he's got the rushing ability, and as well as you know, he's got a hell of an arm. So um, definitely in play here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins definitely in play. Probably the best pay up in cash this week is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the Texans or the Texans, the Titans. Uh, Secondary is completely banged up, so they've still got a couple of guys that are questionable in Vaccaro and Adoree Jackson, so we're going to see what's going to happen there. Uh, Will Fuller is questionable. We're going to pay attention to him because it's either him or Kenny Stills. This whole Kiki Kuti shit? No. Uh, no, 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 no. Not going to be late season Kuti. But uh, we will take a look at Darren Fells now. Jordan Akins has been involved. I noticed last still the last couple weeks. So Darren Fells is not a sure thing. So there's a couple sites that I really kind of like. I'd be okay with them because it's almost like a complete punt. The best price is going to be over on FanDuel. Um, and then the next would be DK and Fancy Draft. You can't get much lower. I mean, really, Darren Fell should be like a $10 player over on Yahoo, but he's priced up at 13 so three above. Um, I do kind of like uh, Duke Johnson a little bit more than I like Carlos Hyde because it's easier for pass catching running backs than it is for running backs on the ground. So, but if we look on the other side at the Tennessee Titans, uh, you will see that uh, Ryan Tannehill is definitely in play for this matchup. He's, it's a great matchup against the secondary. Um, Derrick Henry is questionable. Now he's dealing with a hamstring issue. So I'm on the fence on whether or not I'm going to ever 
or if I'm actually going to include him in cash. His price has gone up. He's, you know, second, second, third, and third across the board. He's really expensive, even like, say, on DK where he's 8,500. And you're not really getting the pass-catching ability. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know there. I mean, he's definitely in play for GPPs, but I don't, as far as cash, you want to try not to have the guys with the injuries, you know what I mean? So um, wide receivers that I'm looking at, definitely definitely thinking about going back to A.J. Brownwell. Price has gone up, but he's, he's still really good. I mean, 44, 47, 29, and 30 across the board. Uh, it's pretty good pricing, especially over on... Uh, the non-PPR sites. So uh, definitely keep him in mind. Can Corey Davis resurrect this season? I don't really know. He's got a great matchup. i got to take a look at it. To be completely honest with you, I'm looking at Adam Humphreys a little bit more. Um, in this matchup, I just kind of want to see the target share and their snap shares. So. Uh, but you do have John U. Smith in, involved here. Uh, Tannehill does like him, so I have to take away my biases on them and just admit that uh, Tannehill will throw to him. Houston has generally always been a good, you know, historically been a good place to attack with the tight ends. Now this year, um, we've I have to take a look at this because they had a severe jump this last week because of Noah Fant. So, I have to take a look. I have to take a look at the injuries, uh, especially within the linebacking and safeties, and see what is going on there. Because that could just be kind of a hiccup uh, that was brought upon by one game. Next game we have is Denver at Kansas City. Kansas City favored by 9.5, 45.5 over under. That over under has gone down uh, about a full point. So the betting public is looking at the under for right now. Um, definitely, definitely got to take a look at Philip Lindsay. He is getting the bulk of the touches now. Uh, Royce Freeman was involved a little bit more, but uh, I think that had more to do with the fact that they were kind of in blow-up mode. Um, so I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. Uh, not interested in Drew Locke whatsoever. I'm not really interested in the wide receivers. Um, Fant would be about the only guy that I can consider. Now the DVP is not good, but the or the DVOA is not good, but the DVP numbers are off the charts. So. There's a non-correlation in there, which is weird. It's like they're good against the tight end, but every once in a while they just kind of they're able to pop that big play. Well, no fan can do that, so I'll take a look at it. Um, I'm not going to really focus on uh, Cortland Sutton in this matchup as much as I love Cortland Sutton, and he is going against Bashad Breeland. Uh, but this secondary has been playing actually pretty decent, and we have a lot of injuries on the Denver side as far as the offensive uh, line positioning. So that it, that's kind of putting me on the Kansas City defense a little bit. They're kind of coming around. Um, I don't like their price very much, except on FanDuel where you're getting them at 14th. Uh, they're 6-6-6, six, six, and six. so it's the devil's defense this week if you're playing over on Yahoo, DraftKings, or Fantasy Draft. Um, I don't have any love, really, for anybody on this offense this week. Um, I mean, we could get cute and just say Kelsey, but I'm not going to go there. The guy that I really want to use, and it's a, you know, this is, this is the... D-Roy finding, you know, his ballsy his ballsy play. What, is, what does he want to do? Who does he want to attack? Well, he wants to attack the new Xavier Rhodes and Chris Harris Jr. with Tyreek Hill. 
Uh, DVP has been off the charts against wide receiver once. We saw it with DeAndre Hopkins last week. So guess what? Tyreek Hill, faster. You know, he's a little bit smaller, faster wide receiver. He's going to be able to get away from him. So if I'm going to take a shot on one Kansas City player, it's going to be Tyreek Hill in this matchup. Next game we have is Miami at New York Giants. Excuse me. New York Giants favored by three and a half. It's a 46 and a half over under. The lines haven't moved. Yes, I am looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick. The only problem is who's this wide receiver? (laughs) I mean, this is a great secondary to fucking um, go against, especially after. Oh, and I haven't even put I haven't even put this on here. Oh, I'm going to be so happy to put this. Um. Let me let me make sure. So Janoris Jenkins was getting pissed off at some fans and uh, was tweeting him, tweeting them during practice. So <laughs> they're not supposed to have their cell phones on them. Um, so he didn't he didn't want to. Uh, uh, Apologize for the tweet whatsoever. So the Giants fucking cut him. It's like, really? You fucking cut him? I'm like, that is great. Um, so here's here's what we got. All right. So Alan Hearns came off of the questionable tag, which is good. We're still waiting for Devontae Parker to actually clear concussion protocol. He's actually expected to clear the concussion protocol. So right now I'm going to include three three wide receivers here. Devontae Parker, Alan Hearns, and Isaiah Ford. Uh, all, you know, really good options if they get the spot. Um, if Parker plays, okay, they have, they have Parker listed... Uh, against Sam Beal. I've never heard of fucking Sam Beal. I don't know who the fuck Sam Beal is. So, but uh, they've been re- Giants have been really bad against wide receiver ones. We've known this, uh, so he's in a good spot now. With Janoris Jenkins cut, that actually moves Alan Hearns up um, as far as a matchup, fourteenth uh, in TVOA. But we're getting a new cornerback we're getting you know somebody to fill in for Jenkins so we got to kind of figure this out they have Isaiah Ford against DeAndre Baker who we like to attack as well so really it's kind of a pick your poison on uh, let's see what happens on the Giants side I like the Giants side just as well now whether or not anybody's really going to trust Eli Manning is the real question the the thing that you really can't question though is that he's at a fantastic price i mean if you want to pay down spot he's 32 23 32 and 33 right so as of right now yahoo would be the only spot that i wouldn't pay for him because i'd rather go with uh ryan fitzpatrick who's at 28th you know it's it, true that it's you know, it's $26 on Yahoo for Eli Manning, and then it's $25 for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to go with Fitzpatrick. There's no reason not to. Um, but right now for the for the guys that I have in there, um, yeah, you really can't argue with the price. Now, the big question is whether or not you would want to go with Saquon Barkley, who just can't get it done this year. What's the problem? It's the Miami Dolphins who are terrible against the running game. So I'm going to include him for right now. I don't really have a lot of love for him, but I do understand the matchup. Uh, All three of his wide receivers are actually in play. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton. Golden Tate definitely has a matchup that we like to attack. In Jamal Wiltz. So, not a bad spot, but you got Nick Needham, who co- who would be covering Sterling Shepard. He's questionable. And then Ken Webster, who is supposed to cover Darius Slayton, went on IR. 
So as much as you might want to fade Darius Slayton, he's got a great matchup, and and apparently Eli will find him. So we have to definitely put it in consideration. Um, We're paying attention at the tight end position here. Uh, Another GPP option is Evan Ingram, who's expected to play. He's priced 6, 5, 8, and 10 across the board. He is going against uh, perennial uh, dog shit uh, Eric Rowe at safety. So I think we can safely consider him. Okay, that's terrible. I'm not looking at either defense. They both suck. Don't ask me, okay? I know the DVP. I see the DVP. I'm not fucking going there. Next, we have Philadelphia Eagles at Washington Redskins. Philadelphia favored by five uh, with a 39 over under. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I guess we kind of had to pay attention. I don't, I don't buy into Carson Wentz all that much. Um, I am going to include him for right now just so I can kind of take, see where he's comparable as far as price. Uh, but I guarantee you he's going to be one of my first guys that I cut. I'll probably keep Eli Manning before I keep Carson Wentz because that offense just looks like shit. But uh, <laughs> now we got the Boston Scott uh, thing going on here, so I don't know if we can really trust Miles Sanders at his price, uh, even though it is a fairly decent price, and we might have Jordan Howard back. I'd kind of like Jordan Howard to be back just so – I can look at it and go, yep, I just washed my fucking hands of it. Uh, wide receivers, uh, there's only four of them. Arcega Whiteside, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Greg Ward, and Robert Davis, who was just brought up. So what does that mean? We're looking over at tight ends. We're looking at both Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, who they had been splitting out last week against the Giants with much success. Uh, Ertz, of course, had... had the hell of a game with the two touchdowns. So uh, definitely Ertz over Goddard, but I mean, if I need price savings, I may consider Goddard because he is in a pretty good spot. Washington side, there's only one guy that I'm looking at. One guy. And that is Terry McLaurin who's supposed to be covered by Ronald Darby. Darby is his, Darby just, wow. He gives up the big plays. He actually hasn't played that bad. He just gives up the big plays. So uh, definitely in consideration there. Moving on, we have Seattle at Carolina. Seattle favored by 6.5, uh, 48.5 over under. This is going to be all Seattle all day. Uh, the guy, main guy that I'm looking at, and probably the guy that you're going to lock into cash, is just going to go ahead and be Chris Carson. I mean, you may even just lock him in, um, no matter what, um, in your GPP lineups. He's going to be very hard to fade, so he's in a really good spot. Um, I don't think there's going to be too much passing, although Tyler Lockett intrigues me uh, just because he is in a slot position. And the Carolina Panthers have been beatable uh, from the slot. Jacob Hollister, maybe. Maybe. But the tight end hasn't been really scoring any points lately. So... Um, I think in this spot, I'm just going to go ahead and just full fade Christian McCaffrey. I'm just done with it. Uh, I think Carolina's pretty much done with it. The only thing of real interest for me is DJ Moore. Uh, He keeps getting it done week in and week out. He did not hit value last week, but he was very much involved. Um, I have to pay attention here to see if Greg Olson is going to come back. I don't. I can't remember if this was the last Carolina home game or not. I'll have to double-check that. But, I mean, I guess you're going to have to consider Ian Thomas if Greg Olson's not there. Uh, the uh, Seattle secondary is very beatable. 
uh, from the tight end position. So, okay, let's see here. All right, so we just got news. Evan Ingram is going to be out. Oh, no. Ah, oh, kills me in fucking seasonal. God damn it. Although I've been playing without him for a while, so... Um, that's going to move up Rhett Ellison, who is also questionable. I don't know if he's actually completed concussion protocol, so that's going to put actually Caden Smith on the radar a little bit. I'm probably going to fade him, though. Um, even though he's a great value, it's not that great of a matchup, so... <sighs> Although I do like the rookie, but... It is what it is. On one second. Do, do, do. Forgot my coffee. Forgot my coffee. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Late afternoon games. Jacksonville at Oakland. Oakland favored by six and a half, 45 and a half over under. Um, boy. We just don't know if Jaguars have actually quit or not. Um, we do have a good matchup, though, for Gardner Minshew. Um, not one of my favorite guys right now. Uh, we also have to take a look at Leonard Fournette again. I know, I know. But if there's one guy who's probably going to be the most consistent out of all of them, it's going to be Leonard Fournette. So we definitely have to take a look at him. Um, maybe if I put Minshew in with the quarterbacks instead of putting him in the running back area. Way to go, dipshit. All right. Um, DJ Chark dealing with an ankle. We have D.D. Westbrook questionable, but I do believe Westbrook's going to play. Um, if not, that is going to bump up. Chris Conley. So we're going to pay attention to that on the injury reports that come out later today. And do, 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 do. I'll send out an updated spreadsheet out tomorrow uh, before tomorrow's podcast when I send the uh, article out. Um, I still haven't ticked the uh, value plays yet. Um, on the other side, you can't say that the Oakland Raiders have quit. It's just that, you know, everything's kind of caught up with them. Um, they are playing in Oakland, so Derek Carr is in play. Even if they were playing in Jacksonville, I think he'd be in play. Uh, the curious thing is going to be what's going on with Josh Jacobs. Um, he's dealing with that fractured shoulder. Uh, he is, I believe, expected to play. But if not, then that definitely moves DeAndre Washington up, and he becomes a real chalky option uh, for a third running back in cash and probably is one of the better plays in GPPs just because of the increased value. Um, as far as wide receivers are concerned, I'm not looking at any of them. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, Tyrell Williams would be in play, but just the way that he's just been sucking a big bag of dicks lately um, has me really off of him. I dropped him actually in seasonal. I do actually, well, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not going to take a look at him. I'm not going to take a look at Zay Jones, Kalen Doss, Hunter Renfro, who is questionable to come back from the rib injury, uh, Marcel Aitman. Um, Rico Gafford, no. No, no. Darren Waller, all day, every day. Uh, not going to look at the Oakland defense either. Boy, we really haven't been picking on any defenses here, have we? I guess Seattle's actually in play. I should have included them. Um, I don't know. Kyle Allen's been kind of a travesty. I just, yeah. Ugh. 
Ugh. Ugh, gross. Um, let's just go ahead and move on. Cleveland at Arizona. Cleveland favored by two and a half. The over-under has gone up to 49. Uh, I do kind of like Baker Mayfield. It's a very good spot. Uh, up-tempo offense on the other side, uh, which should give them plenty of opportunities. Uh, the guy that I'm, you know, the guys that I'm really taking a look at, though, are, um, of course, uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in this spot. Oy, oy, oy. Man, I really don't have that many running backs. I guess there's still time. Um... Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Now they they Arizona is a lot worse versus uh, running backs in a passing game. That's why I kind of like Kareem Hunt. Uh, he is a value across the board. I kind of don't like him over on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, but definitely on FanDuel and Yahoo. Uh, you look at it across the board: 23, 23, 16, and sixteen. So it's kind of where I like them over there. Nick Chubb also too on FanDuel and Yahoo are the better values at six, eight, four, and four. So. <clears throat> He's expensive over on DK, so he might be more of a tournament tournament play than he is really a cash game play. Um, you look at the wide receivers. I'm not really on Odell Beckham. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry, when you look at it, uh, again, we talk about at we talk about. Arizona being bad against the tight ends, and that also works in the slot wide receiver's favor. Now, we do have Buda Baker. He is questionable to play. Um, and there is a chance. I mean, David Njoku has come off um, uh, the in, most, you know, most injury reports. So um, I think we just, whoa, what the hell is going on? I'm not doing well here right now. I'm going to consider Njoku just because I don't know if anybody's really going to play him, even in a good matchup. He's not bad across the board, 18, 18, 12, and 12. But I don't know if we can put our trust in there. I don't like the Cleveland Browns defense. Um, I think Kyler Murray is in play, even though this offense is really kind of stalled out. Um... So I'm going to consider him. Take a look at the... What the hell just happened here? Um, 14, 20, 23, and 23 across the board. So he is at a really good value on three of the four sites. Um... Fandle, he's a little priced up for my liking here. Um, but we'll take a look at it. Kenyon Drake, I think, is in play. i got to take a look here because we had um, David Johnson get a little bit more involved last week, so that might be a bit of a trap. Uh, but we'll definitely take a look at there. Uh, the only wide receiver that I'm going to take a look at is going to be Christian Kirk. If anything, if I don't do Kyler Murray, I think Christian Kirk is still really in play here because um, they should be throwing it. I expect them to be behind in this game. So we'll definitely take a look there. Tight ends, of course, we don't target any Arizona Cardinals tight ends. So fuck that. Uh, next game, Minnesota at L.A. Chargers. Minnesota is now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They were a two-point favorite, so they've dropped half a point. Uh, but the total has gone up to 45-and-a-half. I believe that was at 45, no, 44-and-a-half. So that has gone up. Um, not looking at Kirk Cousins whatsoever. The only guy that I really have any interest in is Delvin Cook. Uh, we do have Alexander Madison. Uh, questionable. Now they're saying it's some kind of injury. I can't remember what kind, what it was exactly that they said there, but apparently he got in a fight with one of the linebackers. So um, 
definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, now, we do have something kind of curious here. Uh, we have to take a look at, I have to retake a look at the wide receiver cornerback matchups here uh, because we now have Adam Thielen. He is questionable, but he's expected to play. Uh, not be a game-time decision. Now, we usually don't like to use wide receivers versus the L.A. Chargers. Uh, but if Adam Thielen is in there, it might be him versus Casey Hayward versus Stefan Diggs versus Casey Hayward. So we kind of got to take a look into there. Um, that's why I'm going to include them for right now. Um, Diggs actually, you know, according to DVOA, has the better matchup, but eh. I don't know if I really want to attack this defense um, per se. I think this is going to be kind of, you know, Dalvin Cook's show. Now he hasn't been performing well lately, so uh, something to definitely keep an eye on. <coughs> um, LA Chargers should be throwing it, but I don't know if I really want to go with Phillip Rivers. Uh, he is priced pretty decent, but um, generally I'll stay away from I'll stay away from him. He showed a rebound last week, but that could be just be a flash in the pan. Uh, don't usually like to use running backs against Minnesota, although I do have some interest in Eckler. If you were playing, if you had Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, I think Eckler is the play this week. DVOA of 19 versus running backs in the passing game versus 7 in DVOA on running backs in the ground. Uh, they only they give up the 10 fewest uh, amount of points. Um, to running backs as a whole. So kind of something I just don't really want to attack. Um, guy that I really want to take a look at, though, is going to be Keenan Allen. Um, it is very much a heavy wide receiver week. There's a lot to like here. Um, Keenan Allen, I do actually like Mike Williams, who would be lining up against Trey Waynes. Um have to con I have to confirm that too uh, he's currently listed as questionable but I believe it's nothing major it's just kind of routine maintenance so tight end not looking at Hunter Henry uh, save that for another week next game we got is the LA Rams at the Dallas Cowboys uh, LA Rams favored by one and a half that has gone up from a point so we got a 49 over and under here so we need to figure out what we're going to go ahead and do here uh, I do actually like the Rams side uh, against Dallas. Uh, we know that Goff isn't one to run, much like you know uh, we looked a couple weeks ago at um, Josh Allen. Uh, but there's a chance to perform here. I don't know how much I'm really going to probably use him. He is kind of priced up. There's probably guys that I'd rather use in this spot. But running backs have been killing. I don't care what you say. I need to copy this. Thanks. Um, running backs have been very good recently against uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, now it does show it for pretty much all of the season, but um, week in and week out, DVOA has, you know, been pretty stable. Um, but we've noticed it a lot more lately since, the, you know, uh, Van Der Esch has gone out that they've been giving up a lot more points, it seems like, to the uh, running back position. Two guys that I'm looking at. One for sure. One I am on the fence about. Uh, we have Robert Woods, who's going to be lined up against the Chidobia Wuzier. And Wuzier has not been good this year at all. Um, so Robert Woods is probably a good uh, cash game play. Uh, maybe not so much on FanDuel, where he's 13th overall at 7,500. But on the other three sites, he's 33rd. 24th and 25th. That's a hell of value. Now, we also <clears throat> have in play here, and I know he hasn't been on the field. His snap share has gone down cons 
considerably. But, I mean, if you really look at a GPP play, I think you do have to kind of take a look at Cooper Cup as uh, slot wide receivers. Have been uh, really taking advantage of this uh, uh, Cowboys secondary. Uh, you can also make the case if Gerald Everett is is out again, which I expect him to be. Uh, they've really gotten Tyler Higby involved, and he has a fantastic matchup. 29th in DVOA against the tight end, 19th in uh, DVP in points allowed to the tight end position. So maybe instead of Cup, maybe it's Higby. Higby seeing the field a hell of a lot more lately. So definitely take a look there. Um, man, oh, man. I mean, I think we got to definitely take a look um, at the Cowboys side. Uh, usually, this is kind of this has kind of been the garbage time points place to go with Dak Prescott. Um, I don't know if I'm really on to Zeke this week, although it would make sense that the Cowboys should want to run the ball. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely take a look at it, but um, I think I'm more on the Dak side this week than pretty much any week, you know, lately. So um, we'll take a look at Dak Prescott. Like I said, it's, it's more of a garbage time play. I expect it. I expect the Rams to actually really kind of get up. I don't know how competitive this is going to be. Um but I do like I do like Amari Cooper, and I do understand that he will be going against Jalen Ramsey. Um, but it works both ways. You know, you get a good wide receiver versus a good cornerback. Either one can have the really good day. They've kind of been a little bit of create. Uh, they've been creative with Amari Cooper um, in the passing game, kind of trying to get him across the field uh, away from his coverage. So we'll definitely take a look there. <clears throat> But uh, probably won't make it. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't know. You have to kind of figure it out. They look at a 49 over-under, but you have one of the de- better defenses in the league. So uh, are we running into a 49ers-Saints-type uh, game, you know, where the numbers don't look good? Uh but in reality, it's a spot to attack. We don't know. So, uh, I think this is the last afternoon game. Yeah, this last afternoon game. We have Atlanta at San Francisco. San Francisco is a 10.5 point favorite. It's a 48 over under. So, a couple of things here. I don't necessarily like Matt Ryan um, don't necessarily like him but there's something that's really intriguing me and I don't know if this is kind of going to be my bias because I may have to start him uh, in seasonal and it's you know nothing but hope but I mean the kind of the little game plan really was shown uh, on how to beat San Francisco. You know, there's there's targets here. Now, I don't know how much I'm actually on any of the wide receivers outside of Julio Jones. Julio Jones can take over any matchup, but he has not scored a touchdown since week three. So that might actually keep his ownership down. I believe his price, yeah, his price is pretty good because he's 13, 8, 9, and 9 across the board. Uh He's supposed to have a Kello Witherspoon covering him. Uh, he's kind of banged up. He's not on the injury report right now, but, he, I mean, you have uh, Richard Sherman and Quan Williams, both questionable right now uh, for the 49ers, uh, both dealing with their own injuries. <clears throat> you also have uh, Tart. Their starting safety is questionable. So there's two, there's two guys as far as targets that I really like. And one of them is Julio Jones. The other one is Austin Hooper at tight end. Probably more of a GPP play. I doubt anybody's really going to want to go here. Um, 
but we did see Jared Cook when they actually when an offense actually involves their tight end uh, and uses them against a more of a weaker up the middle type defense. Um, you could have an advantage here. So quick passes, getting it out to Austin Hooper. I kind of really, really like that play. Um, on the other side, uh, I think Jimmy G is in play. The problem is, like, his pricing is really all over the place. Like, FanDuel, he's the second highest-priced quarterback. Really? Really? No, I wouldn't use him there. And probably not even on Yahoo, where he's eighth overall. But, I mean, you get on the DK and Fantasy Draft, he's 13th and 11th. I think that's a fair price for Jimmy G. Um, and here's why I think he's going to be kind of more of a little tournament play. Because there's a lot of talk about Raheem Mostert. I think he's going to be highly owned in cash. I think it's a mistake. Because no matter what you're going to say that Kyle Shanahan has said about Raheem Mostert, um, you still have Matt Breida there. You still have Tevin Coleman there. Shit. You still have Kyle Chesnick there. Um, and Atlanta really has controlled uh, the pass, uh, the rushing attacks you know, and running backs in the uh, passing game for the most part. I mean, 16th in rush DVOA. 17th against the running back in the passing game. So they're kind of right on the board. They only give up the you know the 13th fewest uh, points to running backs at 20.1 on FanDuel, uh, 23.6 on DK. So the real question is whether or not they're being real truthful about Mostert getting most of the carries. I don't know. I really don't. So uh, definitely something to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, when you look at the wide receivers, I think all three of the starters are in play, from Emmanuel Sanders to Debo Samuel to Kendrick Bourne. Now, Debo Samuel would be more of your GPP option as far as, you know, complete upside, taking the taking a pass and taking it all the way down the field. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders would be more of your PPR guy. Uh, Desmond Trufant has been put on IR. He was the guy that was slated to cover Emmanuel Sanders in the spot. <clears throat> So he's going to be going against an even weaker opponent. Uh, Isaiah Oliver, who is going to cover Debo Samuel, is questionable as of right now. Uh, Oliver has been a guy that we've been able to attack all season. And then you have Kendrick Bourne, who would be facing Kendall Sheffield, uh, who is not very good. And even though Kendrick Bourne really hasn't been a guy that, you know, I think is very good, um, I think you can also kind of take a look at him and look at the fact that he's getting a lot of uh, red zone targets. So definitely something to kind of keep an eye on. And now that I look, I only have five defenses listed because I'm adding San Francisco. I kind of want to take a look at it. They are completely banged up. If they if they stay banged up like that uh, through today's injury report, I'm going to have to go take a look at something else. So. Sunday Night Football, we have Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh favored by 2, 37 over under. I am off everything Buffalo, although I will say that Devin Singletary is going to get the bulk of the carries here. Um, But I'm definitely not going to take a look anywhere uh, with the offense. This is going to be completely ground and pound. Um, I think you can make a case for the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, I'm not huge on... Uh, Devlin Hodges, like everybody, you know, wanted to use, you know, the duck man, Duck Hodges, uh, last week against Arizona, which was a stupid play that I had said in my opinion. A lot of people crashed and burned there. Now, I will look at the, at the Bills defense. I have included them. Uh, one of the guys that I will take a look at, and I think this is going to be more of a GPP play, uh, if you're doing Yahoo or Fantasy Draft, and that is James Conner who apparently is fully healthy now, back from the shoulder injury. So we're going to take a look there. Um, Buffalo is 17th in rush defense, and they are 14th against running backs in the passing game. Uh, Pittsburgh has really been doing a really good job with uh, 
their running backs as a whole, uh, using them in tandem. Now, when Connor comes back, that's basically them, you know, wrapping all that up and putting it right into one guy, right? So I think James Connor is, is definitely in play from a GPP standpoint. Um, I don't know so much if you would even consider him in cash. Now, he is, yeah. FanDuel is a pretty good, FanDuel is a good price, but I mean, Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, you're looking at the 14th highest price running back on Yahoo, 13th on Fantasy Draft, so um, I don't know if I'd really consider him, like I said, outside of the um, outside of GPP. I think there's better options there. But uh, I think both defenses are in play. In this game, it's going to be a slow plotting game. Uh, another great, you know, Sunday night football tilt. Taking a look at the Monday night football uh, game, Indianapolis at New, York, New Orleans. New Orleans uh, favored by nine. It's a 46 over under. I do think Jacoby Brissett is in play with his rushing ability. We do not know if Ty Hilton. T.Y. Ty Hilton. If T.Y. Hilton is is going to play, I would expect him to be out, which would put Zach Pascal on uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And then you'd have Marcus Johnson, who is, would be against Eli Apple. And then Ashton Dolan uh, would be against P.J. Williams. Now, the thing that they could do here, uh, they did just sign Dontrell Inman. Um... So you could see Pascal and Inman on the outsides and then them putting Marcus Johnson on the on the inside, which means he'd be facing P.J. Williams in that case. Um, I kind of like it um, as far as like a GPP, you know, your showdown slate uh, type plays. Uh, Dontrell Inman is not on the uh, Thursday through Monday slate. I doubt he made the Sunday through Monday slate. So you're probably only going to be able to get him on prime time uh, in the showdown as a whole. The other side, you're looking at New Orleans Saints. I think Drew Brees is in play. Uh, It's not the greatest matchup on paper, but I think it is in play. We don't know exactly what's going on with Alvin Kamara here, but we do like the matchup. Um, And it's quite possible that, uh, especially in a showtime slate, that you could pivot to Latavius Murray. Uh, in this case, as the Indianapolis Colts are 20th against the running back in the rush defense, but they are fourth overall against running backs in the passing game. Uh, they're giving up the fourth fewest points to the running backs, but this is kind of a different tandem uh, in this case. Now, definitely the guy that you're going to want to play, probably lock it up, go ahead and just put it in your captain spot, even though it's going to be really expensive, uh, would be Michael Thomas. If not putting him in there, he'd be facing Pierre Desir, guy that we like to attack. Uh, we did see it with uh, Mike Evans before he went out with the hamstring injury uh, on the 60-yard uh, touchdown catch that uh, uh, Desir can be beat deep. He can be short, you know, which is more Michael Thomas's game, but uh, definitely a guy to keep in mind. Not looking at Ted Ginn, probably looking at Traquan Smith. Traquan has been getting more involved. Since he came back from injury, uh, they have Kenny Moore questionable for right now, which means he would be facing Roland Milligan. Roland Milligan. So, yeah, um, definitely has more of an advantage in that, in that respect. Uh, tight end, yes, if we'd have to take a look at Jared Cook, he's, that, was a bad, that was a bad hit uh, last Sunday. So, I'm kind of not expecting Jerry Cook to play, so I think Josh Hill is actually in play. <laughs> yes, Steve Renner. I think Josh Hill is in play. Uh, 16th versus tight end. Um, they have come up a little bit, uh, actually a lot, uh, since the last couple of weeks, but they're kind of getting back in that median of where they used to be. Uh, 23rd in DVP ranks, though. Uh, 10.6 on FanDuel, and then... giving up, respectively, are the Indianapolis Colts to the tight end position. So that's our quick run-through. Quick run-through. It's a fucking hour. Um, 
but that's our early run f- through for the Week 15 slate. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of wide receivers to kind of cut out, trim the fat out on. Um, I'll get running backs all sorted out and whatnots, um, quarterbacks, all that stuff. So uh, if you have any questions, like I said, hit me up on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. Uh, it's R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore one three. You can just go ahead and DM me over there. Otherwise, if you are in the full-time uh, fancy DFS chat, uh, you can find me over there. Just go ahead and just tag me in your uh, post, and uh, I'll try to answer any questions as soon as I can. So until tomorrow, talk to you guys later. Peace out.